You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. Today, my featured guest is Josh Kalinowski. Josh is an entrepreneur. He's a speaker. He's a coach. But more importantly, he is a husband to a superstar woman. He is a father to beautiful little human beings that God gave to him and said, you're in charge. Bring him back to me without too many cracks in them. You know, this is, this is what we take on as men, as business owners, as husbands, fathers. So Josh has established himself as a successful entrepreneur and CEO of multiple companies generating uh, seven figures, I believe as combined, right? Uh, as a personal coach, mentor, and speaker, Josh helps men and women. We're not going to leave you out, ladies. Come on. Come on. We need you. Uh, he helps them uncover their passions and live out their purpose. His fire for life ignites the flame in those who wish to burn bright. And Josh, like I'm on your site, man-made, and like you're, you're reaching out to guys and you're like, hey, if you're the guy that wants more out of life, you're my guy. Yeah. If you're not, it's okay. There's other coaches. I'm not him. I want the guy whose fire is burning, but it needs some direction, right? Because we know when a fire doesn't have direction, it could be very destructive, yep. right? And many of us, are, yeah, we're destructive in our lives. So uh, I really want to get into that conversation today with Joshua about men specifically. And what I want to give you as business owners listening, Startup Nation, is maybe you have a product, a service, or a coaching program that you want to specifically market to successful, ambitious men. Okay? Josh is the guy. He's got the recipe. He's going to open that up for us, give you his secrets of how to successfully market your product, service, or coaching to men today. But first, let's get into his story. Josh, take a minute. Fill in something. Fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? All right, brother. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me on, man. I am absolutely stoked to be here talking with you and your audience. So, um, yeah, well, it's been a journey. Uh, it, you know, it, it kind of sounds great on a bio, but you know, as we all know, there's there's uh, setbacks, there's disappointment, there's failures that have come along the way. Um, I, I got to tell you, I never thought that I would be in this position. Um, my whole idea of what my life was supposed to be, what I thought God had intended my life to be, was a professional athlete. Had the opportunity to play. Uh, baseball for a number of years. 
And at the age of 26, that purpose, that, uh, that mission that I felt like I was called to do and, and really created to do, uh, was no longer available for me. Mm. And so I spent many years broken, uh, fractured, uh, and I left the game, um, financially broke, mentally broke, physically broke, uh, and, and, uh, and was searching for, well, you know, God, what, like, if this is all that life has to offer me, like, why am I even here? And uh, so it's been a personal journey for me. And the you know, reason why I have so many companies is I was constantly just looking for that next great pur- purpose in my life and my calling. Uh, and, and fortunately, God has uh, used that to get me to where we're at in life right now, which is I've really kind of discovered a little bit more of that, what that meaning is and what that purpose is. And, and, uh, and I'm driven to just continue to, uh, to answer that call and that burden that I have in my heart, which is men, uh, men that are searching, men that don't feel fulfilled. Um, they have a desire. They have that flame inside of them, as you said. Uh, but they're looking for uh, they're looking for a tribe. They're looking for a community. They're looking for a brotherhood uh, of like-minded men. And uh, and so um, uh, we created that, and uh, we're we still got the businesses going. But uh, right now, it's just a daily battle to continue to get the the message out. Mm, so cool. Well, I acknowledge you for stepping in and leaning in to the brokenness. Uh, the hitting rock bottom. Yeah. Um, very men avoid it. Uh, sorry, so many men avoid it. Yeah. Um, and they just self-soothe, right? And they think, well, it's pointless. This is where I'm at. So let me just medicate and numb the pain yeah. rather than lean in and take it on and say, you know what? I created my own mess. Yeah. I'm also responsible to clean it up. Yeah. Um, so I just acknowledge you as a man individually for doing that. And because of that, you now have been tested by fire, right? And when a man is tested by fire, his capacity is increased every time he's tested, which means you could take on the increase God wants to give you. You could take on the additional impact God wants you to have in his kingdom. You could take on more clients, so to speak, more revenue. Because if you're small and you have small capacity, God can't bless you with abundance, it will break you, yeah. right? So he's got to increase you, and he does that through testing. So just thank you for that. Uh, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Something personal, man. Oh, geez. Come on. Give me the dirt. <laughs> um, well, I, okay. I've t- uh, this, this is really personal. Um, I, do, I do most of the shopping for my wife. So if you see her in a beautiful dress, if you see her with a great, uh, with, with a great jacket or great, uh, sneakers on, like that is like, that's my jam, dude. Like I am a great personal shopper. She does not like to do it. She's getting a little bit better with it, but, uh, yeah, if you, you see that that's the, the dress probably came because something that I picked out, <laughs> dude, I like it. And not only do I like it, I resonate with it. Cause it's the same with my wife, you know? <laughs> And how cool is that, that they give us permission to dress them the way we want them to look, but not just a selfish way, the way that looks best for them to show up in the world, right? Which is awesome. That's so cool. All right. Let's get into business, bro. Come on. Come on. All right. Um, How'd you make your first 100K? So think back to one of these first businesses or whatever, the first year, one, two, or three. Paint us a picture. Tell us that story. Like, how'd you get to the hundred K mark? I got listeners right now. They've been doing it. They've been at it one, two, three, five years, dude. 
And it's just elusive. They don't know what they're doing wrong. They got blind spots coming out their ears, but they don't know where to start. Like, yeah. paint us the picture. Tell us that story. Yeah, I mean, if I had to be honest, the first uh, 100000 I made was actually when I signed for the Colorado Rockies. Um, I was a, a draft and follow, and I signed as a second-round pick. And at that time, I had a good signing bonus. It was about $240,000 at that time. Uh, and this is back in 1996. Uh, so, you know, you got to look at... Uh, the market, you got to look at, you know, there was not that much inflation like we're dealing with right now, of course. Um, and so that was a significant amount of money. That was more money than uh, I'd seen in my lifetime. It was more money than my family really kind of seen at that lifetime too. Mm. And, um, you know, if I had to look back, like, well, how did we get to that point? I mean, it was, you know, ever since the age of four years old, you know, I was playing sports. I was dedicated to it. I was doing the reps. I was sacrificing nights out. I was sacrificing, uh, you know, times with my buddies, sacrificing nights with my girlfriend uh, or girlfriends at, you know, whatever season of life I was at. Right. Um, and so I was paying the price in order to have that opportunity to uh, to get signed and drafted by a professional team. Um, and it all kind of accumulated at that point in time. So that was my first, but if it was, if we want to mm. talk business, if we want to talk business, um, it was shortly after that, actually, um, I got into the real estate industry. Um, I came home with my tail between my legs. Didn't know what the heck I was going to do after baseball. I was uneducated. Once again, I was broke. I was actually in debt. I wasn't just zero broke. I was literally in debt. Um, I was a newly married guy and, uh, and I had a great responsibility to, you know, think that I should take care of my wife and, and to be the father, you know, to be the husband. Um, but I couldn't do that, man. Like I, I didn't know what it took at that time in my life. Cause I didn't know what it took for me to just to be a leader to myself. Right. Mm. But I got into real estate. This is 2006. And we all know what real estate was like in 2006 to 2008. It was booming. My father was a builder and I got in and had inventory. So it was, it was an easy hundred thousand for me. So it, I didn't learn anything. What I did learn though, is when I lost it, all of the things that I needed to be doing in order to earn that money back again. Mm, okay. Yeah. Let's get into that. Right. Because that, that's a starting over. Yeah. Right. And a lot of listeners right now are starting over from a previous career. Yeah. Right. And they just, they don't know what are the right steps. I don't yeah. think there's a lack of desire to do the steps. I think it's a confusion around which are the right steps, which are the steps that will actually get me the results. There's yeah. so much noise out there. There are so many gurus selling their products yeah. um, that give you some of the steps, but then leave you hanging so that you're constantly buying more of their products or services so yeah. that you need them. They don't want you to be self-sufficient. Right. So let's get into a little bit about that. Um, so you lost the money and uh, you're starting over. Um, what was the, the first step you took that you look back and you're like, that was the right step. And if I had to start over again from scratch from my seven figures right now, yeah. here's the step I would take. The very first thing you would do. What is yeah. it? Uh, to be honest with you, uh, the first thing that I would do is get back into finding a specific coach in that industry that could mentor me. Somebody that's been there, done that. Somebody that is actually currently doing it. Um, it's interesting how when we're growing up, we're in sports, uh, we have coaches all the time, right? Yeah. And then we get into real world and we're getting into real money, so to speak. And we don't find the relevance of what a coach can do for us in life, right? 
And so for me, the turning point, because at this time, and this is back actually about 2015, I had grown our real estate company again. I'd gotten to the point where I had a great, I had a successful team. I'd taken on agents. We had grown. I had this huge vision of where I wanted to go in life. And then of course, for us, we went through another economic bust in our local market. And it was to the point where um, we had about $12,000 in our bank account. Hmm. And I'm going, holy crap. I mean, we got less than one month's uh, money in there for us to pay, you know, salaries and mortgages and everything. Right. And I finally had this heart to heart with myself and saying, I can't do this alone. I need, if I'm doing this, I'm going to go all in and I need to find somebody that can help me get through this. So a personal mentor for me is the first thing that I would do in any adventure that I would, that I'd be getting into. But then the second thing is, is because when you get all in on something, you have to be willing to get uncomfortable. You know, we get so busy doing things that we're comfortable with. And unfortunately, as entrepreneurs, the things that we're comfortable with are not necessarily making us money, mm-hmm. right? It's the, it's the busyness of a day. So when we get done with the day, we're like, oh man, that was a, man, that was a really bu- busy day. But I'm like, okay, so but when was your money making time? When were the things that, what were, when were you doing the things that are actually pushing your company forward? What are the things that you're doing so that way uh, you can actually grow out of your position, hire somebody for your position so you can do things that are more beneficial for your company, which is expansion, or maybe it's a product, or maybe it's, uh, you know, you're getting a higher dollar per hour for your company, right? And so being able to take action on that and actually getting down to the, the legitimate things that will help your company grow are so important when it comes to that, that over, over, uh, getting over those hills and those, and, and those roadblocks that stand in your way when you're not making the money that you need to be making. Mm. And I constantly have to be doing that. I mean, I, with all the companies that I have, there's always a challenge, but I have to reevaluate it and go, okay, where do I need to step in and where do I need to step out? Of? Yeah. That's a great question to ask. And it's the same thing in our home lives, right? Yeah. Same exact thing. Okay. So like, what are those top revenue producing tasks that you now do on a daily basis, even though you're very successful, you own all the companies, you're the CEO, uh, what are you taking on where you're having the most impact and what should my listener be saying yes to and then saying no to in their schedule? Well, I think first of all, you, we have to get to define what success looks like in your life too, because you know, success to you looks different than success to me. And as we get older and as we, you know, as we mature and as we take on more responsibility, that success changes as well too. So I think we can find ourselves getting into this, uh, uh, this rat race of what just success looks like in my life. I, I will tell you, you know, right now success to me isn't about, well, Hey, listen, I've got to create X amount of money every week or every day or every month. Right. Um, not that we're multimillionaires, but more the fact that success to me is, do I have the freedom to do the things that I truly want to do? without costing my money finance or costing my family financially. Mm. Right. Um, and so as you're looking at success, first of all, I think it's, it's really important for us to define that. Uh, the things that I do on a regular basis, as I look at our companies is first of all, is I continue to have to follow the vision and remind everybody, what is our vision? What is our greater purpose? What are the things and why are we doing what we're doing? And I think you have to continue to remind those that you're leading because you always get into challenging markets. You can get lost in you can get lost in the minutia of it, right? Uh, you can get lost in the in the drama of it as well, too, right? And you got to always go back to that mission. You got to always go back to that that just cause. Hmm. And if you don't know that, you've got to you got to once again you've got to really dial into that 
because that'll help get you through those challenging times in your business. Awesome advice. All right, let's get into marketing to men here. Yeah. All right. I, I alluded to some of the challenges, right? As men, especially as men, we don't want to ask for help. And even when we do, like we realize, shoot, I got some problems. I need help. Just like you said, I need someone to help me. Well, we don't want to go public with it yeah. because the world conditions us that we need to look like we have it all figured out, right? So speak to us about that. How do you break through those rocks in men's heads that get them at least initially to take the one step in your direction and say, not only do I need help, Josh, but I need it from you. What's it going to take to work with you? Like, how do you make get them to follow that that little path into working with you? What's the best way? What have you seen? Well, I mean, I mean, first of all, you have to know your end user. You have to know your avatar. And so mm -hmm. we've really identified, we've honed down our avatar. We know what age they are. We know that they're married. We know how many kids they have. We know the income that they, they're generating. And then through that, you end up finding out all of the challenges that are faced at the, in their life at that time, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and for us, we need to make sure that we are highlighting them. We need to make sure that they're not on an island by themselves. Um, and we also understand this is that, listen, at the end of the day, we're not the hero. Like we're not here to save you. Right. And so what we do is we want to help and we equip men so that they can be the heroes of their life. So they can be the fathers that they need to be, the husbands that they desire to be, the leaders that they need to be, that they can be in charge of who they are as an individual. Right. And so what we try to do a lot of it is, is invite men into an opportunity to be with other like-minded men. Right. When you know that you're going into a room with other men that are passionate and ambitious and driven, um, you know, and, you know, successful, however you, you, you view success. Right. Then it gives the opportunity to have some of those vulnerable conversations. But we don't really don't start off with those vulnerable conversations because, as you've identified, uh, men don't want to talk about it for the most part. Right. Now. When you get to a level of confidence in yourself, when you get to a level of security with yourself, uh, when you get to a level of, uh, of growth within yourself, then, you know, like yourself, Joseph, we can, we can share the challenges in our life mm -hmm. because we have that confidence in ourselves and who we are and whose we are, right? But until you get to that point, it is about the man individually and the success that they're, dri they're driven for. And so it's really important for us to create events, to create opportunities, We've identified there's three things that men need. First of all, is they need to be pushed. They want to be pushed. So they're looking for others to push them. Um, they want to be heard. So they want an opportunity to be to, to speak. They want to be an, they want an opportunity to talk with other men, but they also want to be appreciated. And so on all of our marketing and all of our events and all the things that we provide, we really focus on those three specific things: pushed, heard, and appreciated. Can you give us some examples, uh, at least one example for each of those three that you do that's been very effective? Yeah, you bet. Uh, so pushed uh, is uh, we have a uh, we have a um, a retreat that we call Alpha Camp, uh, and it's literally about helping men bring out that inner alpha that we are being suppressed with because of the way our culture is and because of what we're being taught. Uh, and so for us as men, we have to get that out. So we create an environment. We live in the great state of Wyoming. So we have the outdoors, we have the recreation here to do that. Uh, and so uh, we do everything from, you know, shooting, shooting some just 
badass guns. We've got, uh, you know, hunting and fishing. We've got camping. Uh, we've got an alpha camp coming up in August where we're going to go uh, climb the Grand Teton uh, up in Jackson Hole. And we create an opportunity, create an environment where guys are going to get, they're going to get pushed. They're going to, we're going to go climb the grand in one day. And this is typically a two day climb. So we're going to be pushing hard through that, right. With other men, uh, in order to be heard, we have, uh, our mastermind weekly calls that we do with our man-made group. Uh, we have individual calls that we have. We've got a 60 day challenge right now that we're doing with a small group of men in, in that, uh, in that group. Uh, and through that, we are being, you know, men are being heard about the challenges that they're faced with. Men are being heard by the successes uh, that they're that they're experiencing through that. Uh, and then appreciated. Uh, this is uh, this is our fun, to me. This is our funnest event that we do, and probably the most meaningful one is we have what's called the core of discovery, and that is a rite of passage for fathers and sons. And we know that we as a culture, as an American culture, we have never initiated boys into manhood. There's nothing that we do on a consistent basis. And so we're left with this idea of as a father of, well, when does my son become a man? Because we probably more than likely didn't go through any type of a rite of passage either. Mm. Right. And it wasn't because we maybe didn't have great fathers. I mean, I had a great father and he was there for me, but there was never an initiation. And so we're left with wondering, okay, so is that when I get my driver's license, is it when I graduate high school? Is it when I get, have, you know, is it when I have sex for the first time, get married, have a child, get my first job, make my first hundred thousand? Like, when do I become a man? Mm. And so we've identified uh, there's different stages that fathers will be able to walk their sons through to initiate them into that next evolution of what being a man is and the responsibilities that we need to be taking. And so that's the opportunity for us to show that appreciation for what a man is, what a father is, what a husband is in the family. And so men, uh, you know, once again, uh, men have these opportunities no matter where they're at. And then, of course, our last one is the awakening, which is uh, that, that, that one is a really tough one. That is physically, mentally and emotionally draining. That is when you're in a chapter of your life where you just don't know what your purpose is. You might not have a lot of hope right now. Maybe you went through a divorce. Maybe you've gone through a massive career change, maybe COVID or something outside of your control really just rocked your world. And it's a great opportunity for you to discover the greater meaning of your life. Mm. So that sounds like a, a reset when you hit the bottom. Sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Got it. All right. So, you know, men want to be pushed. Men want to be heard. Men want to be appreciated. And it's awesome when they come to your website, like it's compelling, dude. Like it's got, I am a man of, of great, you know, potential all over it. And it just pokes, it pokes something in us as men, like, whoa, I, I could plug into something bigger than me here. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's got that feel, that energy. Well done with that. What's been the number one marketing strategy that gets men traffic to your products to your services to these men experiences that they then can have a call to action with right so how are you driving them to you initially what's yeah. what's been the number one marketing strategy for men yeah so number one the number one strategy that we've used of course is just uh is our online presence that we have um, we did a man-made summit uh, where we offered men an opportunity to grow in certain aspects of their life. Right. And we brought in some just amazing speakers. So we marketed that 
two men with very specific content that was uh, that we identified that men were looking for, willing to ra- raise their hand. Uh, and so, that, in fact, that's we grew substantially through that. Uh, but the other the other thing that we grow through though is uh, obviously just the personal references from other men and them being able to say, "Hey, listen, I- I've got a I've got a buddy that they need this." And so word of mouth has been actually really, really powerful for us in that. Um, so once again, social media, I think is great once, uh, you know, and, and you can advertise on that and you got to have something that draws them, right? I mean, you got to have a summit, you got to have uh, an email that you're going to give them. You got to have some free content potentially that you're going to give them as well, too. You got to get them into there so they can see the, the value and the products that you have. But our growth and we know growing in the future, uh, it's going to continue to be from summits. It's going to be between events and then it's going to be word of mouth. Got it. Very helpful. So I personally know uh, several coaches that are called to work with men, mm-hmm. yet they're struggling. They're struggling to find these guys or to speak their language, to get them to to sign up for their programs, etc. What have you identified as like the number one thing these coaches um, are doing wrong or business owners are doing wrong when marketing to, to men? Because they got a heart for them, the call to it, but for whatever reason, there's something that they're just not executing well. What have you seen? Well, I would say here is, I mean, I kind of referenced this before, is that um, if you are the hero in the story, you're missing the point Mm. as a coach. The man, the man has to be the hero. You're just the guide. And so you have to be able to identify the challenges that they're facing. You have to be able to identify the things that they're, resi- they're, re- they're resisting in their life. Uh, and you've got to figure out how you can help them become the hero. Mm. You know, I think that's a major distinction for a lot of business owners out there marketing to men. Yeah. It's like, hey, you need me. You need my services. I'm going to help you. I'm going to fix you. And that goes all the way across to therapy and counseling. It's like, there's something wrong with you. I can help you fix you. Well, no man wants to feel that. No woman wants to feel that. Like I'm irreparable. (laughs) That's not a good feeling. All right. So thank you. That, that opens up a lot right there. Um, what would you say is the reason, what do you think is the reason that 90% of men, uh, are struggling in just their purpose, just finding purpose in their lives? They, they may be killing it in their businesses, right? They check that box. Why are they still purposeless or without meaning? What do you think? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons. One is, uh, and once again, this is just from personal experience. This is just from me growing into this as well, too. And obviously having a number of conversations with men. First of all, we, most of the time, we as men, we don't know why we do what we do. We don't know why. What's the greater vision of this? Like, why are you working 60 hours a week? And if it's simply just because you want to make more money, no wonder you're so hollow, right? So what's the greater impact that you want to be making because of what you're deciding to do on a regular basis? Um, you know, and, be, and when they're not asking these two questions, and, and I will tell you, so one of the things that my father did, and he's done this really, really well, that has allowed me to continue to ask myself this question uh, is, you know, was, first of all, one is I have to establish this. First of all, I had to know whose I was. So that's my faith, right? And if I know whose I was, then I need to know who I am because of that. And I have to look at myself inside and say, okay, so then what is the burden on my heart? Mm. Andy Stanley does it just an amazing, just amazing job of describing like, how do you find your purpose? How do you understand what your greater intent is in life? What God has for you. 
And it's just this idea of discovering your burden, right? Each of us wake up with a burden for something or another, right? Some of us wake up with a burden for men. Some of us wake up for a burden of um, uh, single dads. Some of us wake up for a burden for women, children, you name it. Like we all innately have some type of a burden in our heart. Are you following that burden? Mm. Right. Are you following that burden? Now you might not have, you might not have to do it as your main job, but are you using your main job and those gifts that you have to follow that in your life? And if you're not, of course, then you're going to be hollow because you're not exposing yourself to that greatest burden that has been given to you. Right. And so when we discover our purpose, that burden, what we have to do is we have to fulfill that. And so when we identify an opportunity that align, aligns with the talent that we've been given, then we can chase that purpose. So it's a three-part series is first of all, once again, you have to identify the burden. You have to identify the talent that you've been given or the talent that you've honed. And then you also have to identify the thing that is around you that is going to allow you to live that out. Hmm. How did you first come to know that you were called to be a men's coach? Like, was well, there a, an innate gifting towards that? Every time you spoke, men just like lined up and marched. Like, <laughs> how did you know? Like, hey, I'm ready to go. This is yeah. it. No, I mean, honestly, I mean, first of all, I'm in an industry. One of my industries is real estate. So 80% of uh, the people that I work with on a day-to-day basis are women. So I actually coach a number of women and, uh, and, I, uh, and I feel actually very, very comfortable around women in the sense, because I also know what they're searching for. They're searching for, they, most of them are searching for a strong man a man that's going to lead in their family, a man that's going to help and support them, a man that's going to make them the best version of themselves and allow them to become the best version of themselves in that unity, right? Uh, but what I've noticed, and the reason why I feel called on the man's part is, the man part is because I've seen so many fractured and broken men that have gotten out of sports that have no purpose in life again. And unfortunately, I've, you know, as, they, as I've seen them at their best, I've seen them at their worst. And I've seen them have, live a life that's unfulfilled and how they now, because they live an unlike uh, life unfulfilled, their families are falling apart. They're not stepping into what it means to be a, a great husband or a great father or a great leader. And the family is broken. Mm. And so I really firmly believe that when we are able to fix, when we're able to impact, when we're able to uh, help men step up, that's going to solve a lot of problems in our family, in our communities, and in our country. I agree. There's a ripple effect and it starts with the man. It yeah. really does. Yeah. yeah. So why not go to the source rather than the symptoms? Yeah. Yeah. Amen, brother. Yeah. I get it, brother. Uh, what's been your number one daily habit that's helped you achieve all the success and at the same time, lean into your calling and at the same time, not neglect your own family responsibility and leadership? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that, you know, for me, uh, just continuously having that humility in my life uh, and knowing that, you know, no matter what is happening, uh, whether it's good or bad, that it's not taking away to the greater vision of what I feel like I'm being called to do. Right. So like yesterday was, or, you know, the other day was tax day. And, and that can be devastating for people, right? That can be just like, oh my gosh, why am I working so hard? I just, you know, I just wrote a check for X amount of money and it could be, and it could be a really, really hard day. And I was able to walk through that day going, okay, 
but this doesn't distract. This does not take away from what we are doing and why we are doing what we're doing. Right. And so every day I've got to remind myself, I've got to have that, uh, you know, I've got to have that morning routine. I have to have that evening routine about why I'm doing and why I'm being called to do what I'm doing. And in what, that, was that, was that actually look like for you? Yes. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, one of the greatest things, uh, uh, so we've discussed this a little bit earlier, you know, I'm Catholic, uh, but I love the diversity uh, and having relationships with pastors. I follow a lot of pastors. I love that inspiration. I love what they're doing. I feel like they're uh, just amazing men of God, women of God. And, um, and I was talking with one of my pastors the other day, or a, a couple months ago. And I said, dude, you have just got this amazing glow about you. Like, dude, like I love, like you just seem on fire. I said, what is going on? And he, uh, he says, well, I mean, I'm, I'm saying the, our, our father every day. And I go, what do you mean by that? Like you just say it and he goes, no, no, no. I say it. I break it up. I mean it. I dissect it. I literally look at how that's happening and affecting myself and my family and, you know, and my community. And I have a, a great morning routine as it is. I already know that I have to do things that are going to, that are going to empower me, uh, that are going to make me unoffendable that day so that I can still stay on the vision. But I added that to my daily and then throughout the day. And then even into my evening as well, too. And I will tell you, like just the peace that comes from that has been unbelievable to be able to have that and be filled with a greater meaning and a greater purpose to know that, listen, somebody could walk in my door right now and say, Hey, listen, I'm giving my two weeks. I'm out of here. You know, my, my CFO could come in here and say, Hey, dude, Hey, Josh, we just, you know, uh, uh, it was a bad month. We lost 28%. Right. Does it hurt? Yes. Do we need to fix it? Absolutely. Do we need to right the ship? Without a doubt. But what it doesn't do anymore is it doesn't devastate me. It doesn't make me question if I should be doing this or not. What it does is it's reassured me that, okay, Josh, you're going to go through challenging times. You're going to go through hard times, but you've got a greater purpose and I've got a greater meaning in your life that you need to continue to show up every day for. Mm. It's so powerful what you're saying right now. You know, for all you men listening, we're speaking with Joshua Kalinowski with Man Made, and he's really talking about how you need to protect your inner fortress. And if you could do that well, everything outside of your walls is not in your control yeah. to begin with, right? So it's it's constantly going to be moving parts. It's volatile, etc. It's outside of your castle, but you get dominion over your own, your inner game. And learning to master your inner game, and Josh is saying how he does it. He does it by, you know, reminding himself whose he is, right, with his faith, the Al Father, um, and really just breaking that apart. Okay, how does this apply into my life and goes deeper in each area of that to really power up or shield up, armor up for the day on the inside. So now he can face the battles that are happening on the outside, Yeah. You know, this is very powerful. And, and I think we are so careless, not just as men, but just as humans, of what we allow in to our, our gates, so yeah. to speak, right? The stuff we listen to, we watch. I mean, look at the podcast right now. One of the biggest genres is true crime. True yes. crime. Yeah. Right? And think about that for a second, not to diminish anyone who listens to that, but think about that. What you're putting in to your fortress Right? Allowing into your home, your castle, your heart every day sometimes 
is the worst of humanity when people go wrong and kill each other mm-hmm. and destroy each other mm-hmm. in, in, in just horrific ways. That's what you're feeding. That's what you're feeding on is rotten meat. And you're expecting that your life's going to go well. Why don't I have peace? Why don't I have purpose? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe because you're eating and feeding on bones, dead things. Yeah. Why don't you eat and feed on living things, right? Encouragement, things that lift you up and inspire you. Surround yourself by a fraternity of people that want more, whatever that looks like. And then fill your mind with, you know, God's truth. It's the sword and shield, for our daily game. It really is. Yeah. You know, Josh, every morning, man, I've been taking on this sword and shield challenge that I offer in my coaching. And it's just all these Bible verses that really speak to uh, who I am in God, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and I have to remind myself every single day because my brain wants to forget every single day yeah. who I am. And it wants to look at all the crap around me and put my identity and trust in that. You know, and I, I have to just armor up every day, right? So if you're listening right now, make sure you're armoring up like Joshua is teaching you right now. All right. So we've been speaking with Joshua Kalinowski with Man Made. He's a badass, you know, and, and he works with men um, that are ambitious, that want to get the most out of life. And he creates one of a kind experiences for them. And he's going to tell you how to find and get plugged into what he's doing in just a moment. But before he does, Josh... I'm going to enter my favorite part of the show. Welcome mm-hmm. to the hustle round. This is uh, where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. Mm-hmm. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's like a game show. Are you ready? You got it. Let's do it. Let's do it. What's your favorite thing about owning your own business or multiple businesses? Uh, I love the opportunity to see people step into the greatest chapters of their life. It's really rewarding, isn't it? It's just, I mean, it's amazing to see them become their best potential. And so I love it. In fact, that happened this morning. We had a gentleman that came up, gave the quote in our office meeting, and he did it two years ago. And to see the difference, to see his impact, to see how he communicates his, uh, and to see how he is really taking ownership of who he is. It's just amazing. So cool. What's your least favorite thing about running all these businesses? Um, I would say that, uh, man. Tax day. Yeah. Well, yeah, tax, tax day is tough. You know, I think that the least thing that I hate is that, um, when you build leaders, sometimes they, they choose to leave. And so yeah. every time that they leave, um, a piece of me goes with them and you, you lose part of that family. And so just, I, I, I love seeing the fact that they've grown. I hate seeing the fact that they feel like they need to do it somewhere else. It sounds like raising children. Right. <laughs> you invest so much into them and then they turn 18, 19, 20, 21. They're like, see you dad. Yeah. Right. I get it. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently struggling with right now or challenged by uh, either professionally or personally? Yeah. You know, I think the first thing that I always do is anytime that we have a challenge in our business, I want to immediately go in and fix it. I want to just go in there and say, okay, I'm going to write that ship. And uh, what I know that I need to do is I need to continue to take a step back. I need to, uh, to get our leaders in there, to have them step in there and then have them take control of it as I support them through it. Mm. One of the most difficult things I've ever had to do in business is turn to my people and say, figure it out. Yeah. They're like, what do we do? Figure it out. Yeah. 
I don't know, figure it out. Meanwhile, I did know exactly what to do and I knew I could do it better. Mm-hmm. But you got to relinquish control, figure it out. And then they step in and guess what they do? They figure it out. Yep. And now you created a leader, not just another follower. Exactly. All right. What are you most afraid of? Um, I, I am afraid that I will come to the end of my life and I will have not, I will have not put it all on the line. What you, Yeah. come on, you teach this stuff. Really? Uh, Well, I think that there's always another opportunity. I think there's always, uh, I, I think that God continues to call us to do even greater things and to get uncomfortable. And sometimes we find ourselves just living very comfortably. And so I don't ever, I'm afraid that I'm going to be on my deathbed and going, man, I wish I would have done this. Mm. I hear it. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Um, let's see. I spent way too much time hmm, in a good way or in a bad way. (laughs) Either man. Yeah. I, let me just say this in, in a good way. I, I spent, so, I've spent so much time uh, this last year uh, looking for what's, what's next and what's the next, next venture that we need to be uh, focused on. Okay. Got it. And what secret fear do you have about people? Um, I would say, uh, that I can't bring value to them. Hmm. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, being at a loss when someone yeah. brings up a, a problem or says, hey, can you help? And you're like, yeah. I got nothing. Yeah. 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 Uh, what do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Man, uh, I, w- I wish that I would have learned to just to have the faith to go through that challenge and to not lose as many nights of sleep with things that I couldn't control. <laughs> so true. What's a new habit you're gonna going to create this year? Uh, new habit. I'm oh, uh, so right now I um, I the, the habit that I'm doing on a regular basis now is I'm actually sitting in in silence during part of my meditation, and I'm actually just envisioning what that future thing or the thing that I'm going after looks like, feels like, tastes like, smells like, what that experience looks like. So I'm trying to manifest what that future is going to be looking like in my for me. Got it. What's a bad habit you're going to break? Uh, boy, that's a great question too. Dang it. Uh, I say the bad habit that I am looking at now is the inconsistency uh, of where my um, where I'm at when it comes to like my health and vitality. Hmm. Got so, it. So yeah. So I mean, I work out, but more of the fact is, is like, am I really eating the best foods? Am I really putting the best things in me so that I can be at my optimal best, no matter when I need to be called on? I got that. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Um, focused, humbled, and passionate. I get that. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business. Um, broken, insecure, and lost. Mm. And last question, Josh, if you could come back to life after you died, Mm -hmm. look your family, your friends, your wife, your kids in the eye, and give them only one piece of advice about 
real success, what would you say to them? Uh, first of all, I would ask them the question, do you know whose you are? And because of that, do you know who you are? And then I would follow up with this last thing. And I'd say this is understand this, that you are a rose. And those thorns that are all around you are actually there to protect you. So they just go out there and do whatever it is that you feel like you're being called to do. Hmm. Good imagery. Josh, this is the part of the show where you get to give my audience, Startup Nation, a homework assignment that makes them cringe a little. It's going to stretch them. Yeah. All right. What's the one thing that they need to do this week, today, in order to move that needle in their business and actually blow through the six-figure mark? What do you got? I would challenge them to do this every single day. Take the pill. And the pill is an acronym. Every day you got to do something painful, intentional, lazy, and something that you absolutely love. And if you just focus that in your life, you will create amazing momentum. Take the pill, people. Not the blue one. What color is this pill? (laughs) I like it. I like it. All right, Startup Nation, if you enjoyed this episode with Joshua Kalinowski, would you go to first100k.com or iTunes and write an honest review? Tell Josh how great he is. You know he's going to go there and read it right? He is. I'm going to read it too. If we like what you say, I'll probably do a shout out to you live on the show. So go do that review right now, would you, before you hit the next button and move on with the next content or true crime podcast, right? Don't do it. Put it down. All right, Josh, what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you, get involved in your programs? If there was a man who was listening intently Man, you just punched him in the throat and in the heart, and he's like, I'm ready to step up, Josh. I'm your guy. Are you my coach? What do you got for them? Yeah, man, you can go to man-made.org. You'll find all the information on there that Joseph was talking about, and then you can sign up to our private Facebook group right there, and then you're going to get some great content uh, that'll be sent your way. And then, of course, everybody else, the other audience, uh, as we talked about earlier before the show here, um, I do a drive time video every morning. I give you the first 15 minutes of my day, a thought, something I'm thinking about, something I'm challenging myself with. And you can find that live on Instagram at Joshua D. Kalinowski. All right, Startup Nation. Today's uh, drive time was a random turkey. All right, go find out what that actually means. All right, random turkey. All right, Josh, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Appreciate you, brother. Right back at you. Cheers. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. 
be done with the medications, be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids, we lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.